Chapter Thirty Four of the Nibelungen Lied. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. The Nibelungen Lied, translated by Daniel B. Shumway. Chapter Thirty Four: How They Cast Out the Dead the lordings sate them down for weariness volker and hagen came forth from the hall upon their shields the haughty warriors leaned wise words were spoken by the twain then knight giselher of burgundy spake forsooth dear friends ye may not ease you yet ye must bear the dead from out the hall i'll tell you of a truth we shall be attacked again they must no longer lie here beneath our feet ere the huns vanquish us by storm we'll yet hew wounds which shall ease my heart for this quoth giselher i have a steadfast mind well is me of such a lord spake then hagen this reed which my young master hath given us to-day would befit no one but a knight at this burgundians ye may all stand glad then they followed the reed and to the door they bear seven thousand dead the which they cast outside down they fell before the stairway to the hall and from their kinsmen rose a full piteous wail some there were with such slight wounds that had they been more gently treated they would have waxed well again but from the lofty fall they must needs lie dead their friends bewailed this and forsooth they had good cause then spake volker the fiddler a lusty knight now i mark the truth of this as hath been told me the huns be cravens like women they wail they should rather nurse these sorely wounded men a margrave weaned he spake through kindness seeing one of his kinsmen lying in the blood he clasped him in his arms and would have borne him hence when the bold minstrel shot him above the dead to death the flight began as the others saw this deed and all fell to cursing this self-same minstrel he snatched javelin sharp and hard the which had been hurled at him by a hun and cast it with might across the court far over the folk thus he forced etzel's warriors to take lodgment further from the hall on every side the people feared his mighty prowess many thousand men now stood before the hall Fulker and hagen can speak to etzel all their mind wherefrom these heroes bold and good came thereafter into danger quoth hagen twould well beseem the people's hope if the lords would fight in the foremost ranks as does each of my lordings here 
they hew through the helmets so that the blood doth follow the sword etzel was brave he seized his shield now fare warily spake lady kriemhild and offer the warriors gold upon your shield if hagen doth but reach you there you'll be hand in hand with death the king was so bold he would not turn him back the which doth now seldom hap from so mighty a lord by his shield thong they had to draw him hence once again grim hagen began to mock him it is a distant kinship quoth hagen the knight that bindeth etzel and siegfried he loved grimhild or ever she laid eyes on thee most evil king why dost thou plot against me grimhild the wife of the noble king heard this speech angry she grew that he durst thus revile her before king etzel's liegeman therefore she again began to plot against the strangers she spake for him that slayeth me hagen of tronic and bringeth me his head i will fill king etzel's shield with ruddy gold thereto will i give him as guerdon many goodly lands and castles now i know not for what they wait spake the minstrel never have i seen heroes stand so much like cowards when one heard proffered such goodly wage forsooth king etzel should never be their friend again many of those who so basely eat the lording's bread and now desert him in the greatest need do i see stand here as cravens and yet would pass for brave may shame ever be their lot End of chapter 34